Hello, welcome to Living the Supernatural Life Podcast. My name is Shade Akimbi, your host. Thank you for joining me for another time to study the Word of God together. Another time to be encouraged. Another time to be strong, to be uplifted and to live that glorious, victorious life. Praise God. I pray that as you listen to this Word of God today, that you will be empowered by the life of God, that the power of God will come and bring changes into that need, into that specific situation that you need to turn around, that you will hear the voice of the Lord today as the word of God is coming in Jesus' name. And just to let you know as well that at the end of this Bible teaching, I will be praying into that need. I will set myself in agreement with you concerning that specific need in your life. So get ready for that. Today, the topic I'm going to be dealing with today is going to be about direction. The Lord has laid it on my heart to talk to you, to encourage you about trusting God, not to lead you, trusting God to guide you in this year, this new year, trusting for the way and the direction to take into what God has laid on your heart to do. You know, the Bible says that those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And David said in Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd. I will not want. That means that when the Lord is guiding you, you will not lack anything. God will lead you into all the needs. He will lead you into the provision. He will lead you into all the supply that you need, the peace that you need, the joy that you need, the circumstances in your life. God will walk it out so that you will have no 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 lack that is who god is he wants to supply all your needs so this year god is just wanting you to be encouraged that allow him to lead you to be sensitive and be obedient so i'm going to be speaking in this area today as i share the word of god please come with me in your bible to joshua chapter 1 verse 9 this is my command be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Here we see God is encouraging Joshua to be bold, to be courageous. Why? So that he will be able to carry out the mission of leading the children of Israel into their promised land. Here we have Israel at the verge of the Jordan River. They were about to go into the promised land. This is their second time around now. They are about to go. So we have Israel which in a new, there's a new horizon set before them. Their lives is just about to be changed. There is excitement in the air, but also with all this excitement, in the middle of all this excitement, comes a a degree of uncertainties. They, at this point, were facing the unknown. Yes, God has promised to give them this land, but they were going to have to go in physically and battle it, you know, take um, battle the Etites, the Jebusite, the Etatites, all the Ites, all those giants. They're going to have to confront them physically, so that alone in itself, you know, it can be intimidating because here they have, yes, God has promised them, but all the intricate details, you know, is there. 
they, they, they are going to face fierce resistance because the, the enemy is not going to just give in to them. They are going to have to battle and battle are not bed of roses. Battles are fierce, battles are bloody. You know, I remember recently I went um, on a trip. I took my great niece to the museum. We went to the battle uh, area of the mu museum where it was, there was display of the battles that are taking place at that seaport. And uh, I mean, I had the opportunity, you know, that they put there some of the, they actually captured the live footage of like the them in the middle of the sea you know like that you know in the middle of the battle you could hear the sound you could hear the wind hollowing you could hear the you know the 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 the, the, the water pounding and the, the, you could at the same time you could hear the control room giving them instructions and it and i mean this was on a large screen watching it and it came so live to me that I mean, if you are in the middle of that kind of environment, you know that this is deadly. Battles are deadly. It was fierce and quite intimidating. So this is the realities of what they were facing. They had to go into physically and dispossess the enemy. So it's, it, it, is, it is an experience. So they are needing to have to fight, even though God has given them the, uh, the, the promised land. They have to fight the good fight of faith. And now this is what I'm, uh, this is where I'm going with this. Actually, this is what I, I want you to capture here. Their experience at the edge of that bank of river Jordan is also like you. It's like me where we are in the beginning of a new year. We are also facing a new arising. We are excited. God has spoken to you. He has given you a promise. He has given you a vision for your, maybe for your business. He has given you a dream for the ministry. He has given you a new direction for your career. He has, you know, for your family. He's giving you ideas, what you, you're going to do, turn into realities. And it is exciting. You are believing God for these changes and you are excited about this plan that God has got for you, you know. But even then, also, there is the unknown. You are facing the unknown in the beginning of the year because, you know, God's vision is going to require faith. When God gives you a dream, it's going to be way bigger than you. That is God. It's way bigger. When God gives you a dream, it's not going to be something that you're going to be able to capture with your natural mind. It's going to have to be something that you you can't see with the, with the natural eyes. You you don't, you don't, even by your own self, you cannot bring it into manifestation because the, the natural man cannot bring to, to birth the things of God. It's, it cannot, it cannot, the Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not even entered the heart of man, what God has planned for us. So how can you, the natural man be able to capture it and bring that experience into reality in the physical realm? You see, so we have that element there that because of that, that is going to put us in the place that, you know, to start doubting, to start of the unbelief. They, and the enemy is going to use that to, to build that resistance. The enemy is going to try and build resistance against us. We will have our personal struggles. Then you have the enemy as well. 
who is going to try at all costs to try to stop us. And this is where our own to, our battle also comes in. The warfare we have to fa face now. You know, we have also have a warfare. You have a warfare to wage. The battle in the natural, the battle that the children of Israel faced was in the natural. The battle that we face is a spiritual warfare. There is a battle going on, a fierce battle going on over your life, over the vision, over the plan that God has given you. And it's, you're going to have to fight a good fight of faith as well. Like the children of Israel, we don't know, you know, what is ahead. You don't know what is ahead um, for this year. You can may be able to guess some things but we don't know in details the nature of the difficulties that we will have to battle through we don't know the nature of the trials we will have to face as we journey through the year we don't even know the changes that might occur in the world our world we don't know we don't know you don't know the changes that you know the challenges that you might have to face in your business situation family circumstances you know development that can come up unexpectedly all of this we don't know but you know one thing we know is that god has the power and at the same time god is able to do it for us do it for you do it for me as he did it for joshua and his children of israel like he told he told them to be strong and be courageous and god is saying the same thing to you today be bold be strong be courageous so that you can bring to fruition you that mission that dream that plan that god has got for you this year you can bring it into reality and now here's another reality as well equally in the same way that god gave the children of israel the instruction they must follow at the edge of that uh, at the edge of river jordan he gave them the instruction they must follow if they wanted the victory Equally, that same instruction applies today. It applies to us. It applies to you. It applies to me. The instruction God gave them to follow, to obey in order to see the victory. Now, let's, let's read this. This is the instruction that God gave to them. Joshua chapter 3 verse 3. Listen to this. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priest... Then you shall set out from where you are and follow it. So the Ark of the Covenant, the Levitical priests were responsible for them, for, for the Ark of the Covenant. So God was giving them the instruction that when you see those priests carry the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord God, then as they set out, you set out as well. You follow them. You're, that means you they, they are to follow the Ark of the Covenant into the battle. That was God's instruction to them. They were to follow the Ark of the Covenant. And the interpretation, that just means that the Ark of the Covenant, you know, the Ark of the Covenant is, is, is symbolic to the presence of God. So it means that they were in effect to follow the leading of the Lord in, into the uh, battlefield. Today, it still applies to us, like I said. Today, you, you might say, okay, how does that apply to us? We, do we have to follow anywhere? What act do we have to follow? What act do we have to follow? Listen, today the presence of God is no longer housed in a box. The presence of God is not housed in a box and being carried about. The presence of God today lives 
in us. The presence of God lives in you as a believer, as a child of God, as a joint here with Christ. The, the presence of God is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us so as to guide us and to lead us. I said earlier on that the Bible says that those that are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. We have the Holy Spirit given to us. The presence of God is living in our inner man, in our new image. That's the inner man. That is the one we don't see. That is the new image. That is where the Holy Spirit dwells. That is where he communicates with us through the inner man. And then that, that flitters through the mind. The Holy Spirit leads us. He guides us through the word of God in our inner man. Jesus said in John 16, chapter 13, But when he... The spirit of truth, that is the Holy Spirit, comes. He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he is, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. That is what the Holy Spirit does. Living in us, guiding us. We we have a reality. The problem is that even though as believers, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, you know, oftentimes it's a struggle. We don't want the Holy Spirit to lead us. We prefer to lead ourselves. Why? Because we find it difficult to walk by faith. Because faith is not real. It's not a reality to the natural mind. It's not something that we can see. And, you know, because we want to be in control, we, because of fear, we begin to doubt the word of God. Because we can't see any tangible evidence of this promise of God. And then we begin to yield in through doubt, through unbelief, we begin to give the flesh the upper hands. The flesh begins to dominate us, begins to lead us, give us an idea, control us with the natural. Begins to, you know, the flesh will always look at the natural. I cannot see. The flesh does not have the eyes of faith. It is the natural, it is the inner man. The new uh, image that has the eyes of faith. The natural man cannot, mind cannot even submit to God. Because the things of God, they sound foolish to the natural mind. Our reasoning, it sounds foolish. When you are led by the flesh, when you look at the natural circumstances and make decisions based on the fact that of, by what you have seen in the natural, you know that you are being led by the flesh. That is, you are not walking by faith. That is somebody who is walking by you know, natural reasoning. And but this is what the Bible tells us that as Christ followers, we are no longer to be ruled by the natural mind. Because we now have a new mind, a new mind, the mind of Christ. That's in First Corinthians chapter two, verse sixteen. You know, as we join here with Jesus Christ, we also have his mind. We have his image, we have his mind. The mind of Christ is a mind that agrees with God. That's what the mind of Christ means. It, that mind agrees with God. That mind works by faith. That, that, the, Christ, the mind of Christ sees the word of God as the final authority. And the mind of Christ is, is settled that if God said it, it is settled. But the natural mind cannot receive that. The book of Proverbs chapter 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. 
Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which paths to take. That's Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. You see, with the natural mind, we can see and guess about the immediate. But the mind of Christ does not need to guess. The mind of the Holy Spirit does not guess. No guessing. The Holy Spirit knows all the intricate details of the now and the future and can predict accurately every detail of what will happen every day, every second, every minute to eternity. On this earth, there is no greater, there is no other greater force on the earth other than the Holy Spirit. That's God, the presence of God, the power of God. The ministry of Jesus Christ functioned by the instruction of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Jesus' ministry operated under the leading of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did everything under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in Acts 30, 38 that our God anoints Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and with power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Jesus himself said, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good things to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. These were the things that the Holy Spirit did through the ministry of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit was the one who led Jesus into the wilderness to face the devil when, he confront, when the devil came and tempted Jesus in the wilderness. It was the Holy Spirit that led him into the wilderness experience. Each step of his life was under the ministry, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us that after that experience in the wilderness, he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was taught by the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and shall make him of quick understanding. The Holy Spirit at work in Jesus' life. Even Jesus, when he resurrected and he was about to go, he gave the commission of running of the church to the Holy Spirit. He told the disciples, the apostles, to go and wait on the Holy, until the Holy Spirit come. Jesus was also raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus did everything that he did on this earth. All the victories, he conquered sin, was done by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And this is the reality of who we have, the instruction that God has given us, that we can trust the Holy Spirit. As a believer, you are called to do the same works that Jesus did, using the same process as Jesus. That is what we are called to do. Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do, and you will even do greater. The leading of the Holy Spirit is through who we are going to be able to do this. Because the Holy Spirit is in us, as a believer, you can hear what God is saying about every situation in your life. 
what you are going through right now, whether it's a financial problem, whether it's a, a physical problem, whether it's a marital problem, whether it's what, whatever it could be with, with anything. The Holy Spirit is living in you and he knows the mind of God concerning you. The Holy Spirit is able to let you know. You can be able to hear what plan that God has got for you, what direction to take in that area, what to do, what God's plan is for you. You will be able to by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And yet the enemy wants to steal this from us. The children of Israel, the first time they could not enter the promised land because of their refusal to let the Lord lead them, to trust the Lord, to, to guide them. They were trying to save themselves, and that's what the Word of God says. That when we try to save ourselves, when you try to, we try to save our lives, we will lose it. But Jesus said that if you lose your life for him, for the cause of the kingdom, you will gain it, you will find it. Praise God. Now, I'm going to finish off with this. In Matthew chapter 14, we have this experience recorded here. The disciples of Jesus were in trouble. They were in the middle of the sea, in the boat. And there was strong wind and the waves were very heavy, very high. You know, they were, they were frightened. And in the middle of the night, around 3 o'clock, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried, it's a ghost. And Jesus told them, no, don't be afraid. It is I. Then Peter said to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water like you. <laughs> and Jesus said, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But then... When he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, just to think about this. Peter walking on the water. What does um, the wind and the wave, what do they have in common with walking on the water? There's nothing, as human beings, we cannot walk on the water. This law of nature does not permit it. Even on a perfect day when it's sunny and the, the sea is calm and everything is cool, you still cannot walk on the water. No matter how much you try, you can't walk on the water. It's it is not possible. It is not possible. The supernatural law, the natural law cannot do that. And so because Peter was doing fine, as long as he had, he had his eyes upon Jesus, as long as he was looking at the promise, as long as he was focused on the Lord, as long as he was following the leading of the Lord, he was doing the supernatural he was doing the same thing that Jesus was doing. Jesus was walking on the water in the middle of the sea. And Peter was doing the exact same thing. When he took hold of the word of God, when he took the promise and he stepped out, pressing in by faith, fighting the good fight of faith, the promise was keeping him. It, wasn't, it was not the natural law that was keeping him. It was that word. 
It was the Lord himself that was carrying him. As long as he had his eyes on the Lord, the Lord was going to carry him to break through from the natural into the supernatural where his promise is, where the blessing is, and to bring it into the physical realm. As long as he had his eyes upon the Lord, the leading of the Lord, the Lord leading him, he was going to. But the moment he turned and he looked at the natural, he looked at what he could see with the natural eyes. He began to lean on his own understanding. Immediately, he began to sink. Praise God. Faith has nothing to do with the natural. Faith and the natural, they, do, they have got nothing to do. Because the Bible defines faith. Look at what the Bible says. The definition of faith is in Hebrews 11. Chapter, uh, sorry, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is the assurance. The title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. The proof of things that cannot be seen with the naked eyes. The conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. That is faith. Faith has nothing to do with the natural. Faith is completely different from what you see with the natural eyes. That's why the Bible tells us that we do not look at the things that we see. For those things, they are temporary. But we focus on the things that we cannot see. They are the eternal. The word of God is what we focus on. We don't look at how things look in the natural now. Maybe right now they have given you a bad report, health report, and the doctor says there is no more hope in the natural. But that is the natural. You don't look at the natural. The word of God says by his stripes you are ill. And that is what to focus on. That is what to speak over the, the body. The supernatural will override the natural. Your body will hear the word of God and respond to the word of God. You will, you, with time, it will come to pass. That's what we focus on. That is what really matters. It doesn't matter. It's not the symptoms, the feelings. Faith is not about how we feel. I mean, feelings are fickle. One minute you're feeling great. The next minute you're feeling bad. That's not faith. Faith is solid. The Bible says that forever the word of God is established. The word of God will overcome kingdoms, will overcome dominion, will overcome powers. It will overcome and overturn everything. Forever the word of God is established. It is settled. That is really what matters. That is what we need to focus on. The promises of God are more real than what we see in the natural. But it's going to take faith. It's going to take pressing in by faith. The Bible tells us that the heroes of faith, the, those who are recorded as heroes of faith in Hebrews 11, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Gideon, David, Samuel the prophet, and so on, they were able to subdue kingdom through faith. They were able to shut the mouth of lions through faith. They were able to bring into reality what is in the spirit to bring it on, into manifestation in the natural. What was not possible in the natural, they were able to bring it into reality. But they had to fight the good fight of faith. It takes 
tenacity and the determination against resistance. The enemy will build resistance in our thoughts, in our reasoning, because the battle is fought in the mind. But it's going to take, you know, the awareness, the consciousness to keep the focus, to hold on to the truth. The word of God is the truth. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth sets free. The truth has power. The truth is the word of God. Any other situation, whatever the circumstances, the truth of the word of God will overcome it. But it takes pressing in, keeping the focus, pressing forward. When we are willing to fight, God will take, he will take over the battle. Smith Rigglesworth, the apostle of faith, said, Great faith is a product of great fights. Great testimonies are the outcome of great tests. Great triumphs can only come out of great trials. In this year, I want to encourage you. Bible says, if you can believe, all things are possible. Mark chapter 9 verse 23. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. That vision that God has given you this year, the dream, the job you are believing God for, the finances to start that business, the healing you are believing God for in your body, the deliverance you need for that child who is away in prison, who is rebellious, who is on drugs, the salvation of your loved ones, those that are yet to come to the Lord, we never give up. We never give up. It's possible. All things are possible. If you are willing to press and keep pressing about faith. Like Jesus said to Peter in the boat. Today the Lord is also saying to you too. Yes, you can come. The word, that, the promise that God has given you, you can come. Like Peter stepped out on that water and the Lord carried him. Yes, you too can break through into the supernatural by just taking a step of faith. That, that promise, that vision is by grace. It's not by law. You, the Bible says it's by grace we have been saved, not law. It does not come by law. It does not come by the natural, uh, looking at observing the natural things. Like I said, we don't look at the natural. We look at it is the supernatural that matters. God up, lives in the supernatural realm. The supernatural realm overrides the natural. The supernatural realm will always overcome the natural. The, the supernatural realm will suspend the natural and bring into manifestation the power of God. The promise is a gift. It's not by law. Believe that it is possible and allow the Lord to lead you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart to guide you through every unknown. As you journey through this year, every unknown. Yes, there is going to be the unknown, the unexpected, but know that God is for you and not against you. Believe that the Lord is with you. Keep that focus on, on Christ. Like Peter did when he was looking at Jesus and he was walking towards Jesus, he was fine. Until he began to look at the circumstances. He turned his own, to his own understanding. But as long as we continue to follow the ark, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, as long as we trust in him, he's going to guide us one step at a time. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, But the path of the just, the righteous, is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day. 
God gives us the word. When we take the first step, then the next step will unfold. It's like the break of the dawn. At first, when the break of the dawn comes, it's not that perfect and so clear. It's it's still dim, but it it, it keeps on getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And it's the same thing as we take the promise and we take one step. Then the Holy Spirit will show you the next step. He will tell you the next step. He will keep guiding you, you know. It, it, he knows how to guide us. It does, it, sometimes it, it doesn't make sense, but he knows what he's doing. We just have to trust and release the control and everything to him and let the Holy Spirit guide us. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Allow, just surrender everything. I want to encourage you, surrender the vision, the plan and everything to the Holy Spirit because only him can bring into manifestation what God has got plan for you. It is only the Holy Spirit that can do it. In our own strength, we cannot do it. But it is possible. All things are possible if we are just willing to believe and to press Him by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Now, let's pray. Let's believe God for the need that you have. Father, I just thank you for your word today. I thank God that you are faithful. I thank you that your word is life and your word is truth. Lord, your word has gone out today. I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice that has taken hold of your word today and has received your word. Father God, they have embraced it. I thank you, Lord, that for the vision, for the dream, Lord God, that you have given for this year. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, as they take hold of your word, Father God, I pray that you will be encouraged. I pray for the courage to press through, the tenacity, the perseverance. Father, I pray that you will rest your hand upon them and bring them forth into the realities of that which is in the spirit, that they will be at the ability to be able to bring it forth as they follow the leading of your spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for that you protect the vision. Thank you that you help them, Lord God, because it is your battle. It is not their battle, but as they trust you, Father, you will fight this battle for every person that has taken hold of your word today to step out on your promise to believe you, Father, to make a way where there is no way. I thank you that you make a way. Oh, Lord, Oh, make a week. Oh, Father, make you in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord. Let the door open for you. I speak to that door. I speak to that door that is locked against you. I say, let that door open for you. I say, lift up your head, so you get. Be lifted up, you ancient doors. I say, go forth in Jesus' name. Go forth and break forth in the power of the Holy Spirit. Go forth and break forth in the promise. I say, no more delay. I say, this is your year of manifestation that business will manifest that vision will manifest that calling will manifest that ministry will manifest that child will manifest that salvation will manifest the power and the glory of god will manifest upon your life this year 2018 this is your year to take the land this is your year to take the promise this is your year to advance go forth under the unction and the power of the holy spirit i release power. I release life into you right now in Jesus' name. I release sight, heavenly sight, the boss upon your eyes. I release revelation in Jesus' name. I speak favor to come for you. I speak 
power to manifest in your life. I speak glory to comfort for you. I speak advancement. I speak breakthrough. I prophesy it over your life. As you take hold of this word, so shall it manifest. So shall it be for you. You shall come back with testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your strength right now. I thank you, Lord, for your power that is being manifested. I thank you for your glory that is being released across the nations of the earth as they take this word. Father, a mighty army is coming forth in Jesus' name. Thank you for the army of the Lord that is marching forward with glory and with power. This year, Father, there will be great testimony. I speak it. I release hosts of heaven upon your behalf to go before you and make your the crooked place straight to lift up those high places in Jesus' name to level the mountains for you that the glory of the Lord may be made manifest in your life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I bless you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you so much for today. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Bye-bye until next time.